Hey everybody, it's your girl Lise. I just wanted to tell you, yeah, it's that time of year again, and I know what you're thinking. You like, hey Lise, hey, hey, yes, I feel your pain. I know you got that SL debt, and you still owe your mom on that twenty dollars you borrowed on that twenty dollars from last week. But no worries, DTLR Villa got you. Get Black Friday deals early. You heard me. Get 50% off on footwear for the whole family and crew. You heard me right. 50% off. So you can get grandma some Pumas or your dad those Tims or maybe some Nikes for Bay. Now, come on, because this time is going to run out. So you got to head over to www.millennials.us backslash shops to get this amazing deal before it's gone. You've tuned into the Millennials Anonymous Podcast. And yes, it is your girl Lise Winnie, and I am a fucking millennial. Today, we got a lot Get of stuff to talk about today. As your girl Lise gets you hyped and you comfortable. They need to be comfortable. WRDR and for 98.4 FM. I'm going to have to throw this bitch in the river. Hey everybody, welcome back to a brand new episode of Millennials Anonymous. Yes, this is your girl Lise Winnie and I am a fucking millennial. So we gotta get this party started right and quickly. I'm When I tell y'all I didn't want to do this today because like I've been just kind of chilling, you know, just kind of having my staycation going, rocking and rolling. That's why you may hear some kids in the background and stuff because the school got hacked or whatever, but, you know. But we gonna get through this. Like, when I tell you, it's like 12 noon and I'm in a robe. That's why y'all ain't getting no video this week. I'm in a robe and pajamas at 12 something. It's raining. I ain't really wanna do this. It's Cyber Monday. I've been shopping. I'm waiting on a couple of Amazon. One already came and I got it same day. Like, I'm really... I know I be getting on Jeff Bezos because he don't be paying no taxes, but when I tell you that the shit came same day, I can't complain about that. Now, they probably just throw that shit from a Honda Civic, but it's fine. You know, I did get it the same day, so I'm really pumped about that. Like, I'm I'm pretty happy that the sales on Cyber Monday, they kind of meh to me. I don't know, maybe I just didn't get up early enough to get some good sales, but they kind of meh. But I've been shopping anyway for the kids. Um, and getting their stuff ready so that it's done. Cause really, after today, I, I whether they get everything they want, I'm done. Like this, is it? I'm done. Whatever, <laughs> whatever I get today is the end. Okay, that's all they getting. That's the end. That's all I'm doing. I ain't doing no more. I I can't do no more. This is what a girl got to do. All right, so you you're hearing stomping of feet. That's what I'm telling you. My children are here and they walk like goddamn dinosaurs. Like they I, they really do. Like I. I understand. I mean, I've lived in an apartment, but I was at the top floor. Like, I never lived in an apartment building where I had people over top of my head. But now I'm in my house. And now I understand when I saw somebody said the upstairs neighbor starter pack. And they had, like, weighted sandals. They was, like, brick sandals and moving furniture. Like, I get it. I get it. I get it a thousand percent. Because they really do sound like goddamn Jurassic Park in here. But I want to give a big shout out to the guests that we had last week. Mr. Brandon Champ Robinson. Make sure you go and sign up for Red Grade TV. They have an amazing sale going on. It's $4.99 a month, which is it is really inexpensive compared to the other services. So like for what Netflix is what, like $13, $14 a month. Because right now, let me tell you, I have 
Hulu, which I told you, uh, it's a 30-day trial. I ain't going to keep Hulu because it had goddamn commercials. I don't know if you, you buy it and you buy the real version. Oh. I don't know if you still get commercials, but I don't want commercials in my subscriptions. You know what I mean? I don't I don't want this. Like, I don't want that in my food. Like, I don't want that in my subscriptions. No. Oh. So, I, I do have Hulu right now, but I am paying for Disney. I pay for that for a year. I pay that up for a whole year. I think it's like $69.99 and some shit like that. For an entire year. Netflix. I got Netflix. I have HBO, I think it's HBO Max is what I have. I have a ton of fucking subscriptions. And compared to a lot of the subscriptions, because HBO is like $15 a month or some shit like that. Netflix is about the same. It starts to add up. So the fact that it's only $4.99 a month, it, it's that's a fairly inexpensive price to get some, some brand new content, different people. You will see different artists and different types of shows. It won't be like like flooded with all the massness, you know, and sugar-coated and watered down because they have the freedom to do what they need to you know what i mean they have the freedom to create so make sure you do that um like i said i think it's 49.99 a year so make sure you go to raygrade.tv and if you don't like he also has a subscription so you can get 14 day free trial so you can at least try it out and see if you like it if you don't like it you can cancel it it's no it's no harm no foul but just make sure that you support a black person that's doing something in a space where black people often don't sit so make sure you do that shout out to him for coming on much appreciated for him coming on and rocking and rolling with us we appreciate him and we have a guest today miss nicole vada will be here today i told him saying it right because she did correct me when i did this interview uh miss miss nicole vada she is a comedian she also is a podcaster so she is a podcaster on the essential times news podcast which is an entertainment news podcast and we talked about her stint in politics like she she was helped out on the republican ticket and the democratic side as an in an internship she you know has her own business she's a podcaster so she got a lot going on so we, we're gonna talk to her today we had a really good interview i'm excited for you guys to hear it and i like talking to other podcasters because you get to get a different perspective and podcasters bring in a different element because we like to talk right and we usually are very we get very intro we start talking about stuff and we look at stuff and we're overly opinionated and i love it so we're gonna talk to her today so make sure you stay tuned and locked and loaded for that but we are going to get into these top 10 trending topics because we have to now i might not be as lively because like i said i really didn't i'm i'm here I'm here. I had to talk myself into talking myself into talking myself into doing this. So if I don't have the same levels of like she she amp she hype she she on it, it this why? Okay, this why? All right. So it's because like, and I know I be popping in this mic. Like I be popping. Like my lip gloss be popping. Like. I, I know y'all be hearing it. I'm sorry. I'm I'm very, very sorry. But yes, if so you you like she don't she what is going on? What are today? That's why. Because I'm tired and it's it's I'd rather just lay down and just relax today. That's just that's just me, you know, just to relax and and finish out my nice little staycation. Cause tomorrow I'm back on the bullshit. So let's get into these top ten trending topics. Let's do it. Turn that shit up! Turn that shit up! Turn that shit up! Turn that shit up! Alright, let's get to these top 10 trending topics of the week. Let's get it! 
So, Donald Trump, you know I always got to start with a little politics. I always start with a little politics. Put the lime in the lemon or whatever they say and mix it up with the coconut or whatever they had said or whatever. And Donald Trump actually said he will physically leave the White House. He said if Joe Biden wins the Electoral College votes, he will leave. So basically what this is saying to me is that he going to mosey on down to Mar-a-Lago, okay? But this is this is what's going to happen. So I'm going to explain to y'all who, for some of y'all that may not fucking know what this means, basically what this fucking means is that Joe Biden is supposed to come to the White House and have the transit. You know how they sit down and they talk and they pretend like they like each other and that shit. That ain't going to happen. So on the 20th, when Joe get there, the shit just going to be just just going to be empty. Okay, and Donald Trump's very petty, so I feel like he's going to leave all the water running and all the lights on, and just he's just gonna do some stupid shit like that. Like I feel like that's what the fuck, cause he's that petty. Um, what's about to happen? So he's gonna leave on the 19th. So Donald Trump gonna be gone on the 19th. He, he not gonna be there on the 20th. He be like, no, he gonna he gonna it's gonna be like a, a thief in the night. You know, literally, literally, I don't know. He gonna be gone. He gonna be gone and so it i that's what i feel like is about to go down i don't feel like donald trump is going to stand there and take pictures with fucking joe biden i just don't see it i don't see it at all now he did also pardon his he pardoned his homeboy now what are we not gonna sit here and do is be you know uh, as in a gas because he been doing the fuck shit since he got there like y'all really thought that this was some shit that he wasn't gonna do didn't he pardon what's that guy's name the same a par a pyro i think it's his name or whatever he was doing some fuck shit and donald trump you know he he you told them people to let him go you know what i mean he said let that let my people go so right now donald trump is being the republican moses okay he is being the republican moses and he is letting people go so this is just what is happening y'all just got to deal with it now bill clinton did some some shit like that too didn't he yeah he pardoned his brother roger roger clinton um on drug charges after i think but i think his brother had served the entire sentence like a decade earlier or something like that but he pardoned his brother okay so it is not this shit happens where the, the people who leave in office and may not never ever never be in office again now i don't know about donald trump because he may be coming back in 2024 i don't know which I'm hoping he sits the fuck down. I really feel like because it's a lot of legal shit that he going to deal with. I feel like he's done done. Like he has reached this high level of celebrity status that I think that he would be okay with. He going to have money for the rest of his life because you know we paid him forever till they die. He going to have uh, security for the rest of his life. So yeah, I think he going to be, he, I think he's straight. I think he going to go down and he going to stay on Twitter. Like just stay on Twitter with the fuck shit and just leave this politics shit alone. Like we don't need you to come back no more. You, what is done is done. The people have spoken. Let's let it, let's let it go. Let's let it ride. But that's what's about to happen. Um, he's probably gonna pardon some more people. We probably will see this continue to happen. He might even pardon his kids and himself. Like, just be prepared. Like Star said, be prepared. Cause the fuck shit is coming. Okay, it's coming. Just, 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 just let it, let it ride. And, and they showed the Christmas trees this year at the White House. It didn't look like the little shop of horrors. Yeah, it didn't look like that this year. It didn't. I, I guess because that tape leaked of her saying she fucking hate Christmas. 
I guess she decided she was going to do better. So they had a little bit of, it was more Christmassy. Now it was one part in it, it did look like a Christmas funeral to me, okay? But th the rest of it with the red and stuff was, was nice. So she did a good job this year, Melania. And she did a good job since it's her last time in there, praise God. And uh, speaking of Joe, Joe Biden nominates a host of amazing women to his cabinet after a lot of people were saying that Joe don't have enough black people. They were saying he don't got enough black people in there. It's not, it's not enough seasoning. It's, it, was, it was real bland is what people were saying. And so he was like, mm-mm, let me, let me shake this up a little bit. Just shake it up. You know how just seasoning sometimes be at the bottom, like in your juice. If you get like a juice, you got to shake it up. That's what he did. So he shook it up and he nominates a bunch of women to his cabinet so it's going to be a bunch of women he's bringing back janet janet yellen she's going to be the head of the treasury uh department which is is good for us because that that national debt is out of fucking control so we are we gonna see what's gonna happen with that simone sanders who was on the bernie sanders campaign in 2016 came back and she was on the biden harris campaign this year and she's actually going to be in the white house she's going to be a senior advisor to the vice president as well as the chief spokesperson for the vice president we have corinne jean pierre okay as the principal deputy press secretary like she's so dope i've seen her on cnn and msnbc like she has a long resume she even wrote a book like she she's dope she's dope shout out to her and jen saki she's going to be the press secretary so uh, it's got some experience we are bringing experience back to the white house so we will see what happens now joe biden is also talking about potentially getting rid of ten thousand dollars of student loan debt debt off the cuff so if you got some student loan debt he's going to be writing an executive order this is one of the things that he's talking about now because he's saying that a lot of students cannot pay their student loans uh and pay rent and he said that shouldn't be now listen joe i appreciate that but for some people like me ten thousand dollars ain't gonna do jack shit like I, I mean i'll take it the president has a big stick we need you to listen to elizabeth warren okay we need you to listen to elizabeth warren who is pushing and urging you she's saying we hearing things that she's saying that you should at least eliminate fifty thousand dollars worth of student loan debt which will actually make a lot of people debt free now some people they got a lot more than that just saying probably wouldn't play their student loan debt but it's a lot of people where it would and because so many students go into default because i know a lot of people saying well it's so expensive that's not fair da, 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 da. but here's the thing students and people who go to school go in default every fucking day and a lot of them they never really recoup those money they never really recoup the money like you're going to take their taxes at two thousand dollars a year for the rest of their life and still not recoup that because it's still going to be interest on top of interest like you, if you look at what those people could do with that money and buy houses and put the money back and start businesses and then they can you know potentially make jobs for other people there's a lot more that these people could be doing that's all i'm saying so it actually kind of like evens itself out and the fact that school costs as much money as it does, like these schools have dowries, millions and millions and millions of dollars that they're just sitting on and they'll put it in real estate and they'll put it because they're just sitting on money. They're just sitting on it. College, I hate to break it to you, college, public or private institution, it is a fucking business. When you look at how much money they got, it's a business. This, it, that's what it is. So let's just, let's just to call a spade a spade. Three letter word, job. J-O-B-S, job. It's a fucking business. And so that's why you're going to get a lot of pushback 
on people that don't want to clear some loan debts. But I'm just saying, Joe, either way, we'll take it. We appreciate you for doing that executive order, which means that he does not need the Congress or Senate to do that. He just pushed that shit through. And we may have a vaccine on the way. So Moderma, Pfizer, and AstraZeneca are all racing to get vaccines. Now, Moderma actually did... I think it was today pushed for the FDA to get approval through the FDA. So we will see now these vaccines probably most likely will be out to vulnerable populations first, probably in the beginning of 2021. So we will start to see these vaccines go out. I think they're still working on regulating the temperatures since it's got to be at a certain temperature before it gets to us. Yes. So we'll see what happens with that. I don't I don't know about you. I don't know about you, but maybe me, maybe not get right now. Like, I don't know why I'm talking like Yoda, but I'm just saying, wait, you are. That That's what I might do, because I, I don't know if I'm ready for this. Like, and I know a lot of people say, oh, it's like the flu vaccine or whatever. Like, I, I'm going to wait because I don't, I, this, this, this came really, this was came really fast. And I don't want to be out here getting a shot and then you turn into a chicken. I don't want to develop a fourth limb. I'm good with the two arms and the two legs I got. I don't need no more. And I'm, so I'm a little afraid. So I'll see what happens. So, you know, once, because I'm not in the most vulnerable populations, I don't have an underlying medical condition. I am in my 30s. Uh, so I, I'm not really in that population just as of yet. So I, I, I'm going to wait this shit out and see what happens. But shout out to the scientists out there doing the same, doing the damn thing. We appreciate you. And I, and I appreciate science. So I, I don't want y'all to think I don't. I appreciate science. And Tyson versus Roy Jones Jr. was a fight for the ages. If you like to see a lot of hugging and fancy footwork, this was the exhibition for you. And a lot of y'all forgot that this was an exhibition. Like y'all really was out here thinking that these motherfuckers was out here like really fighting for the for the belt. Like, no, they wasn't <laughs> there was no belt. There was no title on the line. They was just out here getting a little cash. Allegedly, I don't know how true this is because I didn't look the shit up. I, Mike Tyson got like 10 million. I think Roy Jones Jr. got like a million or something like that. Like they were just doing this for some money. Like this was to entertain the people because everybody was in the house. This was to entertain the people because they were building up the anticipation. Because remember, they pushed this back. This shit was supposed to happen in October and they pushed it back to November. So, or it might've been September and they pushed it back to November so that more people would watch it. Now, personally, like I said, we I didn't order this. I did not watch it. It wasn't that I thought that this was going to be the old Tyson. He was going to knock him out in the first or second round. I, I, I didn't think that, but I, I did want to be entertained. And apparently I should have because apparently it was entertaining. Apparently was entertaining. The real talk of the night actually was Jake. Which let me, before I move on, a lot of people are saying that Mike Tyson won. Like they're saying that he could have had him. This would have been over if Mike Tyson wasn't like playing around. Now I will say that they both was like Roy was covering his stomach when they was interviewing in the end. I was like, what, sir? Like you, you don't have to be conscious. Just let it hang out. Let it be free. And a lot of people was making fun, saying that this looked like two old dudes fighting and stuff like that like a lot of the, these two old dudes is in better shape than most of y'all like it's I, a lot of y'all that be talking i'm looking i'm looking at your profile and i'm like mm, mm, 
And how old is you? Like, no, we not doing that. Like, they in a much better condition and shape than a lot of y'all. So we ain't gonna make fun of the legends. They still legends in the end the day. They got paid. They got paid and y'all got ripped off. So there you go. Who's the winner in that? And the real talk of the night was Jake Paul. Yes, the controversial YouTuber was knocked out the NBA star Nate Robinson, or I think they called him a hip-hop icon. Who the fuck knew? Um, but they that's the talk of it that is the talk of it yes nba star nate robinson he played for the knicks post patrick ewing so he has been fighting all his life all his life he had to fight so y'all need to leave this man alone a lot of people are saying that jake paul potentially could be a boxer this could be his next thing in life to do besides being a youtuber gonna jump on this jake paul bandwagon just yet so let's let him fight a boxer boxer okay a whole boxer a real boxer somebody who this is what they wanted to do you know anybody who says wakes up in the morning and say you know what i want to be a boxer in real life like for this is what i want to do is is one of them motherfuckers you really don't want to fuck with and i've been a boxer like this is this like i want somebody to wake up and hit me in the fucking face and somebody you don't want to fuck with so he ain't there yet okay once he fights him, once he fights a dude like that, then we'll talk, okay? Once he fights a dude, like, he only had to win, but once he just fights a dude like that, then we'll talk, okay? Until then, we're gonna be listening to Snoop Dogg give us the play-by-play. -play. Speaking of which, Snoop Dogg won the fight, so if anybody won that night, it was Snoop Dogg. A lot of people are saying that his commentary was hilarious. He was on point. He was made it. He made it all the more better. And here's the thing, like Snoop Dogg might be on to something. I know Snoop Dogg likes sports. Maybe Snoop Dogg should do a sports show, like a sports cast, where he gives hilarious commentary. I think that would be dope. I think, you know, like doing football games, you know, usually you got like the people that are serious, like the Tony Romos of the world is making like $17 million a year or some shit like that. Like he is paid, paid. But I think we should do this too. Maybe on, maybe BT, okay? Maybe MTV. Maybe y'all could call TV One, all right? Bounce, call Snoop Dogg, offer him a little cash, and say, hey, Snoop, can you do some commentary on this sports shit? And I think he should do it. I think it would be absolutely fucking hilarious. Speaking of which, because he's a Steelers fan, the Ravens, which are my team, right now, we, we more like the Crows, okay? We're the Crows right now, but that's okay. We, we, gonna, we gonna get back. We, we gonna get back to the Ravens, okay? A Edgar Allan Poe would be, he would not be proud of us right at this moment. But right now, we are having a little bit of a COVID outbreak, okay? We, we having the COVID, all right? The COVID then ran through the Ravens, and we were supposed to play the Steelers. Now, I don't know what the fuck about to happen. We might have the full replacements. Uh, that just might be the fuck we might get, you know, when we play the Steelers. So, I don't know what the fuck is about to happen. I, the game is supposed to be tomorrow. We will see what happens with that. I have not looked it up to see if they pushed it back. Because we literally will be playing with a, the Woodlawn High School football team in a minute. Like, that's this is where we at um, right now. And we still behind the Browns, which just saddens me dearly. Being that we have never been behind the Browns since I could remember and I'm like I'm gonna let it go I'm gonna let it go Kevin Hart appears to be in his feelings 
you know he's saying that he don't give no fucks but apparently he gives some fucks like because he is really out here trying to explain why he's still very funny and he's also has to defend some of his jokes so there was a joke that he made about his daughter having thought tendencies and people are up in arms about it now listen before we get into the kevin hart special the kevin hart portion of this i want people to know that these are comedians comedians are going to make jokes about things that you don't necessarily think are funny that's what makes it a joke because if they're just talking about stuff that's silly then they're silly they're not funny that's not comedy comedy has some skill to it if you understand how comedy works and how much it is to actually write a set that takes time that takes trial and error that takes hard work it is very hard to write jokes a lot of people say oh i'm funny no 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 you're not funny you're silly you, you know people will laugh at you oh you made faces ha 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 but when it comes to actually just standing there and telling people jokes or telling a story that people will get so involved in that they can follow it and it becomes relatable when you can have people relate to something that didn't happen to them and then they also find it funny that's a comedian and it's very hard to do so when pe comedians are telling these jokes you should not be taking them personally that is purely commentary it is purely for them to make you laugh and make you think that is what a good comedian does but as far as kevin hart goes i think that he's gotten to a place where he's comfortable it, it has to be relatable most people some people will never know what happiness and joy and success feels like but everybody knows what sadness depression disappointment rejection everybody knows what that feels like so that is where people are going to relate to plus people always root for the underdog nobody is sitting there rooting for the person that's on top you will never see that ever like you when the patriots was shitty okay and at one point they getting back to that now but let's take it to sports when the patriots were shitty because at one point they were like you know i know some of y'all young don't realize that think tom brady was playing forever but he wasn't um when the patriots were shitty nobody cared about them then they started winning with tom brady people love fucking tom brady then tom brady started winning winning like this nigga was winning every year like every year every other year he was going to the super bowl or he was getting to the championship game or he was winning the super bowl after a while people started to hate him and i feel like that is the similar story and a similar route of what's happened to kevin hart kevin hart was on the bottom he was a, just he was just a dude from philly short man from philly he was funny because he was short and he was making jokes about being short and he was making jokes about his family and that was cute and it was funny and <laughs> and then i got rich kevin hart got famous kevin hart got a new wife kevin hart got a bigger house kevin hart got a show kevin hart got a network kevin hart got a new series on netflix kevin hart is on hbo and then people stopped liking him he stopped being funny now what i will say is that i like a different kind of comedian you know i say this on here every i say it a lot like i like comedy i like the art of comedy he's not my favorite comedian because of that i can respect his grind i can respect his hustle like kevin hart is the kind of guy that he seems like he can he hustles and it also seems like he is willing to open his arms to pull up the next man 
He brought his friends with him with the Plastic Cup Boys. He has LOL Network where he's bringing in other smaller comedians into his platform. He goes to all of these different comedy shows and supports other comedians. Like, Kevin Hart really is seemingly that dude, right? But he's just, to me, I didn't watch this special. No fucks given. And then people were also upset because he put a onesie on the baby that said no fucks given, which is stupid to me. Like, the baby can't even fucking, he can't even lift her neck up. She can't lift her neck up, so she couldn't read it anyway because she can't lift her neck up and her eyes ain't developed. So even if she saw the shit in a mirror, she wouldn't know what it meant. And she's a fucking baby, so she can't read it. She don't know what the fuck that means. So I, no fucks given on that on my end. She don't know what it means. She can't read it. I, fuck y'all, all right? Fuck all of y'all for that. It, it doesn't say, you know fuck me that's not what the, the ones he didn't say that it said no fucks given and it wasn't even the whole fuck word it was no f dot 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 she don't know what that means you know what i mean like it could be no forward given like who the hell knows what it means because let, let this shit go but i didn't watch this and i'm gonna tell you why i didn't watch this because the last couple of specials that kevin hart did weren't funny to me I had no, I didn't run to this because it just wasn't funny to me. The last stuff that wasn't funny to me. So I knew when he came up with this one, it probably wasn't gonna be funny. Because like I said, comedy comes from pain. After a while, Kevin Hart's stuff, because it was surface level, because it's so surface level, became so unappealing to the average American. It is not even just because some people said, well, he wants to relate to a more mass audience. I don't think that's it either because most people are not necessarily gonna relate to something that's not funny. You have to bring it back home. And that's not what he did. Like I said, a lot of people will never know what pure happiness and a lovely family feels like. So you gotta tell the downside of that family. You gotta tell the realness of that family if you're not gonna tell the realness the shit is not gonna be funny and it's gonna be unicorns and rainbows and gumdrops and don't nobody want to hear that shit like that nobody wants to hear that so i also think that kevin hart saying he doesn't give a fuck is not a good thing for a creator to say and i heard another person say this and i was like i couldn't agree more and I think it was Pierre, I don't remember, they had, he had a show that he was on, I think he was on Comedy Hype, and he said that as a creator or comedian, you should always give a fuck. And I couldn't agree more. I, you should always care about your craft because once you get to a point where I don't give a fuck, you don't give a fuck. And the content that you create will be bullshit. You're just gonna have a bunch of bullshit content that doesn't matter. You should always care because if, if you can't, let me let me let me tote this line you shouldn't try to appease everybody because you will never appease everybody there's always going to be motherfuckers that don't like you period you shouldn't be out here to be liked because i feel like that's what kevin hart is doing he's out here to be liked no that's what he fucked up it's not the no fucks given is that you want to be liked no fuck that you can't be out here trying to be liked you should be out here caring about your craft because you want it to be good. Fuck the likes. Yeah, say the joke. Put the onesie on the baby. I don't give a damn. Do that. Don't give a fuck whether or not people like it. If you really support that and that's what you really believe, stand by that shit. A thousand percent. It's The issue is, is when you don't give a fuck about the content of your work. 
and you're just putting it out because I don't give a fuck. If you don't like it, I like it. If the only person that like your shit is you, you probably should reevaluate. Just, I'm just saying. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And I know this was a long portion of top 10, uh, but I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just going to move on to that. And Meg the Stallion's best friend comes out with a diss track about Megan. Apparently, she said Megan stole her man, which is Tory Lanez. And um, she also was out here saying that, you know, Meg is not the best person. Okay. And she says she didn't shoot her. So, again, we're back at the ghosts. Um, shoot Meg. Because it was only three of y'all niggas. Like, one of y'all shot her. Like, either nobody shot her and Meg is a liar. Or somebody shot her and y'all is lying. Like, th th we can't have that together. But she said she didn't have the gun. She didn't shoot Meg. I don't know, Meg. A lot is going on with Meg. Because now people are going after Meg. Again, this is that underdog story. Now a lot of people are going after Meg. Because they're saying that Meg shouldn't have got the Grammy. And she's... It's just... You just can't win. That's why I said you can't be out here trying to be liked. Because it's always going to be somebody that don't like you. That's just, that's just how that go. You just got to live your life for you, you know. And speaking of Grammys... They're back at it again. Apparently, they snubbed The Weeknd and others. And naturally, people who were not nominated at all uh, decided that they were going to jump into this. So Nicki Minaj is back at it again with the Grammys because she is upset with the Grammys. Allegedly, Nicki got snubbed from the Grammys because of her Roman's Revenge performance that she did. The Catholic Church jumped into it and they didn't like what she did. And su uh, supposedly, supposedly, Nikki said that the Grammys from that moment on snubbed her and they snubbed the weekend because allegedly allegedly because he decided he was going to perform at the Super Bowl and not at the Grammys that they somehow got upset with him because of that I don't know I don't watch the fucking Grammys I don't care um you know shout out to all the winners I think Beyonce has the most or whatever you know I'm in the beehive so I gotta say it shout out to her but I don't really give a fuck about the Grammys but this is just me I you know but I don't really give a fuck. And warnings go out because more people might be contracting COVID after the holiday. And I didn't told y'all to keep y'all asses in the house. Because the TSA said they screened the highest number of people traveling since March. Y'all apparently said, fuck this COVID. Fuck your quarantine. I'm going to see grandma. I want this to be grandma last holiday. Like Queen Latifah said. Because they y'all was out there. Okay. Y'all was out there doing it. And I didn't told y'all. Stay y'all ass in the house. And now these numbers are starting to spike. People are getting COVID at higher rates. It's just silly. It's just the silliest thing ever. Like y'all can stay y'all ass in the house before y'all make y'all people sick. That's all I'm saying. And Mulatto, the rapper Big Lotto, gets backfired because of her name. And apparently she stole some wigs or something, allegedly. But she's getting a backlash because of her name. Because Mulatto, they're saying it's a derogatory term that was used for biracial people back during slavery. And they're saying she should change her name. So they asked her about it according to Hip Hop DX. I think she said she would not be changing her name because she's very proud of her ethnicities and her race. Um, here, Here's the thing. Listen, listen, um, Big Lotto. I get it. You are, and it sounds like lottery tickets. Like, uh, big lotto, big lotto. Like, there we go. I like it. Um, you're 21. You're very young. Uh, and so I, I get it. You may not know the backstory of it. I'm also not on 
the woke team either where i think that you have to because to be totally honest with you here's my thing about the woke team it's not that i don't appreciate what the fuck y'all are doing I, it, I, that's not it the issue is that shit is exhausting when you start saying now y'all everything you do has to go through this purity test and then y'all don't pass your own purity test because you go back and every time you have somebody that is on that team they get called out for saying something on twitter back in the day or in a yearbook or you gotta apologize because now you said you want to lose weight but it's not that you don't like people that lose weight and it, like it, it's just it's exhausting like y'all y'all really need to just be people like i, I get it we want to do right by all people do right by all people but don't sit there and be exhausted neither like y'all gonna kill yourself in an early grave trying to be that politically correct like we don't need to be out here calling people niggas and all of this other stuff but we also don't need y'all to be making sure that everything is like because she's calling this term to herself like she's not using it for other people she she's referring to herself that's like a woman calling herself a bitch if she gonna call herself a bitch is it really derogatory if she's addressing herself as that i, I don't know now it it now listen big lotto it is the equivalent of you like calling yourself miss nigga like it, it's literally on the same lines as that but the reason why i think that she wants to keep this name because she says she's very proud of her heritage is because it, it's no knock okay no knock but if you look at her she looks like a light-skinned black woman and one of the things that people that aren't necessarily black but kind of look black they don't want to get classified as black so in order for her to make sure that she's not classified as black she's got to remind you that she's biracial because if you didn't know you would think she was black so that's what that is so if she wants to be appreciative of her white and black side let her be appreciative i'm very firm believer that i don't think biracial people should have to pick i don't think you should have to choose a race because the world sees you as black if you want to see yourself as biracial and not just black or white because you love your mom and you love your grandparents on the white side and you love your black people too love both sides okay if you want to wear kilt and a kunta cloth do that i don't give a damn like you just celebrate you live life for you if this that's the message that you did you get it reading rainbow today live life for you and stop living life for other people this has been the top 10 trending topics of the week let's get into this interview with miss nicole of the essential time news podcast <laughs> All right, so we have a guest today. I'm excited, a, a female comedian today. I've, I've had a couple on the show. I, I can appreciate a female comedian because when you're in a man's lane and you can stand in a man's lane, that says a lot about you. So hello, Nicole. Miss Nicole Vada. Is, am I saying it right? Is it? It's, it's Veda. 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 Like, mm -hmm. I knew I was going to mess it up. Hey, no, you're fine. I always say Veda like tomato. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, <laughs> Miss Nicole Beta Harris. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. How are you doing? I am great. How are you? It's beautiful in um, Atlanta. I'm outside. Okay, you you in Atlanta? ATL. Mm -hmm. Okay, but you're from? Are you from Brick City? I am from New Jersey. I'm from um, Exit One. Okay. All right. So, are you from Jersey? 
I am not. Okay, so that's a Jersey joke because when you say you're from Exit One, people immediately are like, "Oh, you're from the country." <laughs> so I'm from the country. <laughs> okay, that makes sense. Why you can go to the South? It, it wasn't a huge adjustment to go no. from New Jersey mm-mm. to Atlanta. Mm-mm. No, mm-mm, mm-mm. Nah. I must ain't never been. I only been to Atlantic City. That's that's all. That's all I got from New Jersey. Oh, see, okay. So remember when you went to Atlantic City, you saw the farms going there, and you were like, oh "My gosh, there's farms." That's where I live. Right, exactly. <laughs> that this is a first. I've never met anybody who was from the city, but you from the country. Exactly. You from the country city. I can appreciate right. that. Right. So let's talk a little bit about you. So mm-hmm. you are in the entertainment world, but you went to Berkeley, which is right. So people always did. so Berkeley is in um, Boston. It's a music school where Quincy Jones and all them went. So okay. I was going there to be a singer. And my parents kind of talked me out of it because they were like, well, what if you just don't get a job singing? And so I ended up leaving, going to Clark, joining the Philharmonic uh, Choir at Clarkland University, um, AUC Center, and uh, ended up doing political science. So, yeah, like I started off, I was going to do voice thing, came to Atlanta, was like, nah, maybe not. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> okay. So you... Uh, do you do politics? Because I know we're going to get into your podcast in a minute. But do uh-huh. you do? Do you dabble? I uh, I try. Yeah. So I, I write it out. I try my best to stay away from it. I'm like oh. a dissertation for my PhD. And so when you do so, so much, look, they're out here doing a road work. So when you do so much, um, so much studies in a subject, it's very hard for you just to conversate. Okay. anybody about it you know what i'm saying so i kind of kind of stay and then i can't go by a political analyst because i don't have my phd so it's, i'm like in the middle right now with that okay Wait, but mm-hmm. you you were you were hood political analyst oh, you, yeah, you yeah, were a political yeah. analyst for us definitely <laughs> def- definitely <laughs> so you could break that down for us i, I can appreciate right. that so how does your background in in digital branding and marketing kind of play into? Yeah, I have a business. And it's so funny because one of uh, the girls who we're doing a podcast with, and the podcast started off for fun, but I always make everything a business. But she was just like, okay. um, she's like, oh my gosh, we could be like a little marketing boutique. And I was like, no, no. But yeah, my background is political science. And I did um, political campaigns. And I worked for the Republican Party and the, and the, and the wait, Democratic Party. Correct. Okay, wait a minute. Okay, okay. <laughs> so I'm going about, I'm answering the question. I'm just taking a long route, but go ahead. <laughs> so you, you said you worked for the Republican side of the, the ticket. Right, mm-hmm. Okay, all right, we're going we gonna, we gonna to sit that on the table. <laughs> okay. And we're going we gonna to get back to that in a minute. Go ahead, pause. Okay, <laughs> all right. So with me working with both sides, uh, one thing I learned from the Republican side is they were very big on grassroots campaigns. And in college, I did a lot of street teams. So okay. what I did, I just I combined both of those strategies and I just put it to, to um, social media. So when you see my numbers on um, Instagram, Facebook, whatever, they're like real follows. I don't, okay. buy, I don't buy followers, but I'm literally doing what a street team would do. I'm going to barbershops, I'm going to hairdressers, I'm going to whatever's in that community. I'm just doing it online versus going door to door, walking. Okay. All right. So you also picked up the marketing side because you've been on both sides of it, the Mm -hmm. Democratic and Republican. One of the things Mm -hmm. I noticed about Republicans, I am not a Republican, but one of the things that I know they do very well is branding. Yep, they do. They do. They do a really good job of branding. I mean, the thing with them is uh, you have to kiss babies. 
That's like the Republicans kiss babies. They really do. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> neither here nor there. But uh, but yeah. So with them, like the thing is, you have to know people. I have to engage with everybody. Everybody's important. Okay. And their biggest thing with their platform is um, education, entrepreneurship, and um, I can't think of the other ones right now. But it's three things. But it's really major for what they push. So the okay. thing is, like, uh, it's not that they don't believe in a lot of the things Democrats believe in. It's just that if you have money, nobody in your family should be struggling. That's kind of their mindset. You know. So anyway, that all goes back to that to the whole branded thing. Get to know the people in your family. Get to know the people in your community. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's one of the things that I noticed the, about comedians. You've mm-hmm. done a lot to be a comedian. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of dabble and and dip into different lanes. What made you say, hey, I want to do comedy as opposed to, you know, I just want to be an actor or, you know, be a journalist. Why comedy? I thought comedy was safe. Like, really? <laughs> yes, man. <laughs> OK, because I was OK. So, you know, I'm doing all this stuff with politics and again, music still my love. Music still my love. So I graduated from school. They pretty much, uh, I started the uh, my uh, marketing team. And so we had a street team for Grand Hustle with TI and them. And then I had other street teams. And like, I'm building on the brand. Ended up signing artists. And I started managing rappers and managing like one R&B singer. Started really getting into the game on the back end. And I was like, you know what? I really hate the music industry. <laughs> I was like, I hate the industry, period. Getting out. Um, and so I went to a comedy club, my homeboy. And I was like, you know what? If I do anything in the industry, that'd be comedy. Because all I got to do is tell jokes. And it's probably not, it's not that politics, you know? Yeah. Have you always been funny, though? Like, with people like, man, you are really, really funny. Have you always been that person, like the class clown? I have, and but I never thought I was a comedian. And it would be funny because, like, uh, me, me and my friend right now, we're not really, we're kind of beefing, but me and my best friend. But uh, me and him will be out places, and we're like, making each other laugh, and people will come to us and be like, oh, y'all should be comedians. <laughs> but it's funny because, like, in the black world, he's, like, a big comedian. And, like, you know, I'm up and coming. But the fact that they're like, you should be comedians is funny because, like, nigga, we already are, you know what I mean? So... Is Pierre is is that your best friend? No. Okay. Okay. Because <laughs> I know you guys do. It seems like you do a lot. You you do a lot together. So I was like, okay. No, he's he's my best friend. He's my best friend. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but you like you comedy to me is not. It, it's funny that you think it's safe. That that tells you a lot about politics. If mm-hmm. comedy is safe, that's <laughs> saying a lot about the music industry. Right, it's and not safe, I thought it was. You see what I'm saying? I thought it was, but as you get up into it, it's all the same business. Okay, is that mm-hmm. why you think we don't have enough, say, female comedians? It's always the best female comedians. When you say name your best comedians, there's mm-hmm. never any women in the top ten, top five. Why? I think we get uh, like, for example, with black women, you get constrained because. With me, I have that twerky kind of comedy or whatever. When I would do black clubs, sometimes, you know, I would talk sex, I would I would cuss. And people would say, oh, you can't cuss, you can't talk about sex because they, they, they expect black women to talk about those things. Mm. And when I first started, instead of me just being like, okay, let me just not write like that, 
um, I got offended and I, it made me write like that even more because okay. I was like, they don't know us as black women. When I go to me and you, we at the beauty salon. What are we talking about? We talking about sex and kids, our kids, right? Mm-hmm. And um, in church, we talking about who dating who, who dating, the, you know what I'm saying? Our kids and God. Like, this is what we talk about as black women. So for you to sit there and be like, we shouldn't talk about this on stage. It's like, this is what we talk. You see what I'm saying? Right. But I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have came from that angle. Instead, I should have came from the angle of, let me just write how, without that stuff, just to get out there and then just intertwine that into my jokes. You see what I'm saying? Got and it's, just, it's messed up, though, that for a black woman or black women that we have to even go through that. Mm-hmm. But instead of fighting it, it's like kind of just go get over that hurdle, like kind of like Tiffany did. Tiffany Haddish. Mm-hmm. You don't really see Tiffany being a... You know, you don't really see her doing that joke. You know what I'm saying? Right. But you see other women doing that joke, and some of them be really funny. But again, you don't see them. So it's that's like, true. Do you want to be seen? Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Do you want to be seen, or do you want to kind of get shifted to the bottom? I mean, I guess that's true. Because when Tiffany Haddish was doing her stand up, she that was her thing. And then as mm-hmm. she got bigger, I guess she kind of blended into like what Hollywood or some of the standards to move away from the stereotypical roles. We're going to talk about Kevin Hart a little later because I think this kind of brings it forward. Well, <laughs> let's talk about him now. Because okay, okay. you, you, I, I don't want to get you in trouble because mm-hmm. I know that you were on a show that uh-huh. I think is under Kevin Hart's LOL, is it the LOL network? The, right, LOL network. We did a group uh I think it was about 99 Pierre produced 99 uh, skits And I was like The production assistant Production manager on set Yes okay. we did like 99 skits And gave it to Kevin mm-hmm. Okay I want to step I don't want you to step on no toes You can say hey <laughs> Hey Lisa I don't want to talk about this We cool I don't, I don't want to get to do that Hey hey, Le- hey, Lisa I'm from Jersey So he okay. either way Kevin hears this He'll be like Jersey women are crazy He don't care But anyway go ahead Okay. Yeah, and he's from Philly, so he know. Exactly. He know. Right. So, what do you think happened? Like, when you see the Kevin Hart situation, you are mm-hmm. a comedian. Mm-hmm. I know it. It hurts when, as an artist, people you don't like your craft. Do you think that his issue with the no fucks given? Because clearly, he gave some fucks. Okay. Yeah. Uh, you know, he gave a lot of fucks mm-hmm. in his no fucks given special. When people criticize it, do you think that he went about it the right way? Do you think he went about it the wrong way? And do you think he's changed? Because a lot of people say that he's not funny anymore. What are your thoughts on that situation? I heard it. I heard it. I thought it was funny. I thought it was Kevin. Okay. Kevin is the master of... uh, 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 Think about this when I say that Kevin is the master of branding and getting people to pay attention. Mm, and okay. what are we doing right now? Paying attention. Exactly. So if if he bad press is good press, he lives by that. So I mean that's that's the issue too with a lot of comedians and us as black folks, we wear everything on our sleeve. So it's like if somebody, you know, they don't like us or they talk about us, we kinda of like go underneath the shelf or we don't want to talk about it, we don't come outside. Where Kevin understands that this makes me more money. So let me let me let him talk. Okay, so is it you think it's more of a, a money thing to him? Do you of think course. that a comedy, a comedian should ever go out and defend their jokes? Like, hey, 
this is what this is it really was funny like do you think that you should or should you just leave it be old school comedians no because as a comedian you don't have to defend your jokes like that was why comedian uh, comedy was safe because you did not have you could say anything and people would be like oh she's a comedian you know but this new era of social media if what i heard what kevin said about his daughter i didn't <laughs> get to take i didn't get offended by that right but at the end okay. of the day if, if people get offended and they come to my page and i call my son a hoe or he didn't even call his daughter a hoe. She, he said she had hoe tendencies. If I say my son has hoe tendencies and somebody come to my page and like, oh, you are wrong for saying your son has hoe tendencies. And now if I, if I decide to engage with that person and then that engagement picks up one or two, three million, million views, I'm okay with that. Okay. But okay. a lot of people aren't. You see what I'm saying? And I think that's what happened with Kevin. Cause he, like I said, he wasn't in a bad place. I think if he would have actually called his daughter a hoe, Mm -hmm. I don't think he would even he wouldn't even acknowledge the whole thing. You see what I'm saying? But he knew he was in the right place, so it wasn't like I think if he if he would have thought he was in the wrong place, I don't think he would even have came back and forth with him. Okay, yeah, I mean, I can I can definitely feel that. Now I'm I'm gonna be a thousand percent. I didn't watch mm -hmm. this special, and the reason uh -huh. why is because the last couple of specials to me it, mm -hmm. it just wasn't as funny to me because mm -hmm. comedy comes from pain. I think mm -hmm. we relate, like Richard Pryor said, I think we relate to pain because some people will never know what happiness feels like. But we yeah. all know frustration. We all know disappointment. We all know pain. So if you can make that relatable, people people will laugh at that. And I think Kevin has gone, he's gotten to a status. Like he's elevated to the point I, where I, I don't know him. I don't I, know. Okay, with me personally, I'm going to be honest. <laughs> Kevin lost me. He divorced his black wife, okay? And I thought, like, he lost the new one black. black. She black. Uh, who? The you new can't one. E you can't even say her name. I know I can't. <laughs> but the point I make it is that when he, he left his wife, he lost a lot of fans. His black fans, his black women fans. You see what okay. I'm saying? And yes, after he left her, we felt like he no longer had a struggle. Because it was like, you know, in his comedy, it's like, what are you talking about? You left your wife with a supermodel. You're cheating mm -hmm. on a supermodel. You're getting caught cheating. She ain't leaving you. Like, like you was not struggling. Um, and he's rich. He's very and, rich. And you're very rich. I think I had to step back outside of my uh, mad black woman stage and be like, you know what, though? He's still Kevin. You see what I'm saying? And this is so wrong. When he started doing his new wife wrong, I was. it was like, oh, I'm glad Tori ain't up with that shit. Because, <laughs> you know, he, he just a cheater. He ain't going to do right regardless. You know what I mean? So... Uh, Nico, that shout Baltimore stand up. I think she's from yeah. people. Baltimore, that's where I'm from. Baltimore stand all the way up. But yeah. yes, I think a lot of people did feel like that. Like they yeah. felt some kind of Baltimore, way. Baltimore, Baltimore, my, my, my family on my mom and my dad's side from Baltimore. Oh, shout out. Now you know yeah. about the salt, they, pepper, ketchup. Get it in. We ain't claiming no Nico, but go ahead. <laughs> She might yeah. be from Owens Mills. I'm, I'm not sure where she's from. <laughs> right. But Baltimore, like, real hood, y'all. Just in case y'all didn't know Baltimore. But, okay. She talking about Philly. Mm -mm, mm -mm. <laughs> Philly State compared to Baltimore. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey. We, you, it depends on where you at, okay? If you on North and Penn, I can't. I, hey, you, some shit might be going down. Right. right. <laughs> but shout out to, to my people in Baltimore. 
but yeah i agree with you i, I agree with you 100 percent. i think kevin has has elevated to acting and all those types of things i think he should do that i think mm-hmm. that's where he's at now do the that's acting a, the white, and stuff the white people like him on stage i mean as long as he's, he's still they? selling out yes he's still selling out he's still i mean like his, his thing is dug in a lot of views so i mean as long that's as true. they like it we love it. They- exactly. Exactly. They- Just get into the boys and girls clubs in our local communities, Kevin, and we're good. You feel me? Nice. There you go. I like that. <laughs> and you act as well, didn't you? Weren't you? Wait a minute. I don't know if I read this right. Yeah. Were you in the Cosby's? Yes or no? No. Okay. All right. Because mm-hmm. I, I saw that you... you did you no, audition? So I auditioned and I got casted as one of Rudy's friends. Okay. But not, not telling my age, but this was before cell phones, and my brother never gave my mother the message. Mm. So, do you remember the fat boy on, I'm sorry, he was the obese Don't. boy, Rudy's friend, <laughs> Peter? Yes. <laughs> All right, Peter's dad was the casting agent for the show, and he loved, he, he really liked me. So, he was like, oh, I'm going to bring you on as one of their friends. And I was like, okay. And he had got me a gig, a couple other roles. Um but yeah, my brother never gave me my message, so I never actually appeared, even though I was casted and got oh, the role. Oh my gosh, that would have been so dope. Did you see something suspicious when you went in there wink your eyes if you did? You don't got to say No, 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 no. And if you remember like the Always Natural commercial, like with the, it was, I was the girl in the Always Natural commercial. It was like- Were you? Yeah. It was me and my family and then me by myself. So during that time, I was getting like little different gigs or whatever, so- yeah, do you would you cool. still act? Do you like acting? Because acting is different from comedy. Stand up, you you make your jokes, you make your set, you in twenty depending mm-hmm. on where you at twenty minutes, maybe an hour if you get a special, if you lucky. Mm-hmm. Whereas you doing lines like acting, you got to know the lines, you got to play the game. Do you like the the world of acting? It's like music, I would think. I am like, <laughs> how do I say this? <laughs> I'm, I'm a great actress because of my facial expressions. Okay. But I suck at acting because I literally could write my own script and forget my own lines and I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm 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 like, i yeah, acting was never my first love, you know? It was always okay. everything else, but it's, 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 it's an entertainment world. So, I mean, it comes with the territory type of thing. Yeah, yeah and I can see you, because you, you have that personality, like you say, you're expressive. I could definitely see you see you acting more, but if you can give us the written side, we'll take an easy, yeah. you know? You, <laughs> right. you can make, make that work, make that right. work. <laughs> and then you also, you could do it, because then you have a really big weight loss journey like mm-hmm. when did you learn from from lose because when did you lose like a lot of your weight um i go up and down like a roller coaster um <laughs> we all did right but so last year this time i was okay. 235 okay and so now i'm like right at like that 185 188 mark okay um congrats thank you and so this is like 50 50 pounds or most I ever lost was 70. Okay. Um, but I've been a vegetarian since March. So that definitely does make oh. a big difference. Um, and I'm gluten-free on top of being a vegetarian. So 
Oh, you that person that be reading the labels. Uh-uh. No, no, no. I can't. Yeah, okay, man. But I have to because what I, what I found is with my narcolepsy, if I uh, stick to a gluten-free diet, I'm not as sleepy. Got you. Right. And so with my with, with narcolepsy, I take medicine uh, to stay awake and I take medicine to go to sleep. And I take the, the medicine that Bill Cosby was okay. actually giving to women. That's the medicine I take to go to sleep. Seriously? I got stung by jellyfish. And I couldn't wake up. I just I was extra sleepy. And I went through all these tests. And that's when I found out I had narcolepsy. Now, I probably had it my whole life. It's just okay. that's when I actually was diagnosed with it. Because I, I think I fell asleep in every class as a kid. I don't, and I talked oh, so Is much. it what we think it is? Like, you just be up and then you just fall on the floor? Like, is it like mm, you see in the no, comedy movie? No, okay. no. <laughs> Explain to <laughs> us what it is. <laughs> it's, like, it's like your computer shutting down. You know your computer gives you like one minute. Okay. Yes. It, it's like that. My body gives me like 30 seconds for a minute. Like, hey, you got to shut down. Um, so I have to hurry up and get to wherever I'm going to get and fall asleep. I fall asleep everywhere. I can be okay. in a club by the biggest speaker. I can fall asleep. Um, I could be at a football game, basketball game, NBA game. I'll fall asleep. I'll fall asleep in church. I mean, it don't matter where I'm at. I can fall asleep. Um, and that definitely was way more before I was, uh, you know, taking my medicine. Okay. So it's, it's better now. It's better now. I mean, I had my moments like Thanksgiving. I don't cook. So Thanksgiving, I bought like all this food and got it Uber Eats to my house. Well, it's um, expensive. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. But uh, <laughs> so I have my peach cobbler. And in the morning, like, I'm half asleep. And I'm thinking my peach cobbler is my dog's food because I give him half of the food here. Okay. And so I put the peach cobbler in his bowl and he won't eat it. I'm like, yo, you're so picky. It's it's Pierre's dog. I have Pierre's <laughs> dog now. I'm like, you're so picky. Like, why won't you eat the food? Then I look. I'm like, oh. It's peach cobbler and so <laughs> we didn't have dessert for thanksgiving because the dog didn't want it we didn't want it like, <laughs> you don't eat it out the dog bowl. Like, mom, i said i told my son that morning my son he, he knows i have narcolepsy so he's like oh, all right mom like that was you know he's 15 so he's like all right like you know okay he he's does. the age he, he right. okay you got a teenager i ain't there yeah. yet Right, he gets it. He gets the narcolepsy. He's like, ah, oh, yeah, she makes a lot of mistakes, and you know, because he's woken up and I've had the milk in the cupboard and plates. I put all the plates in the uh, refrigerator, thinking the refrigerator was the dishwasher. So he's seen all this, so he's kind of used to it. Okay, but my mom, she's here with us now, and you know, I said, watch when you tell her. He told her, she's like, oh my gosh, what did she put the beach cobbler in the dog food? Who's gonna eat it? And I'm like, really? I said, she makes me feel so bad about being sick. <laughs> That's moms for you. God right. dang it, moms. Like, why can't my mom be understanding? Like, if my mom can't be understanding, I don't expect nobody to be understanding. <laughs> I, I know. Damn moms. Especially black moms. Right, you already know. Yeah. But how did you come up with your podcast? Because you started mentioning it a little bit. Uh-huh. It, had, did you start it in 2020? Or, or did, were you doing this before 2020? No, we started in August. We started Essential Times News. That's the name. We started in August. Um, it was like one of those things. I actually tried to do a podcast with like my two best friends. And I love the worked. shirt. Thank you. We we're going to talk about politics. And it's just like politics with friends. And it just didn't, it didn't end up being friendly. So, um, (laughs) so that wasn't going to work. So we were like, okay, well, let's just do like kind of a news thing. And maybe we'll kind of do like news with comedians and just have all funny people just talk about the news and have funny guests come in. And it actually, it's been working. It's been working. So that's what we've been doing. 
you guys had some big people on there so far. Like I, I think you you didn't you have Spank on last last. Yeah, he, he's our last person that we had on. Um, uh, Black Jesus. From, yeah. Uh, Cartoon Network, and he's funny, <laughs> and he's like his character in Black Jesus. Like he's very nice and warm-hearted, but he has that funny, you know, that funny. I'm, I'm gonna leave y'all and go smoke some weed type of. Yeah, he's funny. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have some big names, like you, you've had Red Grant has been on Red there, Grant, like uh-huh. all of these Camacho, are your connections. Keon Dancy, yeah, between mine or, or Chico, Will and Toby. I mean, between all of us, we all put because we're all in that space. More Chico. And again, like mom, I'm more kind of like on the back end. I mean, well, yeah, all of us kind of, even if it could be Chico's place, we kind of all still probably know the person type of thing because the comedy world is still small. Yeah. 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 So once you make the circuits, you you know your your peoples and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And I, I love, I, I've listened to the one last week and I've been listening to and following your podcast. I, I don't know how we, I, I don't know how to happen. Jesus, I guess. Black Jesus. I guess, <laughs> right, right. Because <laughs> right. we somehow got <laughs> connected. But yeah, so I, I like entertainment. I do entertainment news. I like people that do entertainment news. And I love comedians because you guys, I am not a comedian, but I like you're funny though. I, I like mm-hmm. comedy, mm-hmm. I, but I am not a com- I am not a comedian. Mm-hmm. But comedians are real. That's what I like. So before I let you go, I want to get a brief rundown on your thoughts on some of the things that have happened in the news. I think some of these you've mentioned. Have you seen what's going on with Meg The Stallion and now her best friend has come out with a I guess like a who shot you type of <laughs> album? What do you think about that whole Meg The Stallion situation? I saw it coming. Okay. Uh, like, oh, hold on. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it coming from day one. Uh, when all of it happened, because one, her best friend and her stylist, her stylist actually right after it happened came out and was like, nobody shot Megan. And then mm. then she was like, didn't talk to her best friend. It was like a lot. So I, I kind of seen it. And then Tori came out. Tori said that he be he he talks to Megan's best friend. So, and then Tori also said that she was, Megan's best friend was in jail. Then when she came home, <laughs> what did he say? When she came home, uh, I guess they were together. Her and Megan were together. And she didn't know that Megan was dating Tori, which is one of the things that started the whole argument in the first place. So it was a lot of backstory to that story that, like, you know, you got chunks and pieces of. So, right. So do you think that, Meg, do you think, the the situation from her is truthful do you think we kind of get in a blend of the truth <laughs> or, or is tori telling us the truth i think that at the end of the day it's hollywood and that's gotcha. all i that's all i can say it's hollywood and she went to cedar sinai so with those two case scenarios okay so it's ready to britney michael whitney I don't yeah. know what the fuck believe Yeah, you right. You right. right. I wasn't... This, this might be an alien we talking to. We don't even know if we're talking to Megan anymore. I mean, just keeping it 100, so. You right. Hollywood do be bringing out the clones. They do be like Gucci. <laughs> exactly. Like they, like, they, right. they, they, they like the Gucci clones, but the real they... Gucci showed up for the verses. <laughs> I was going to ask you about that. Since you in Atlanta, what did you think about the verses? Oh, I, look, I got to go, y'all. But this is before I go, let me just say this. I thought the person was beautiful. I was really proud of Gucci. I thought he put a lot of stuff past him. Um, for, I, I, I wouldn't even have done it if I was Gucci. But then after he did it and then listening to other people talk, it was a good thing he did it. He did it for hip hop and he did it for all these rappers who are beefing now to show that, hey, 
no big no matter how big the beef no matter how much like a person has done wrong you you can always step back and just you know get get your paper all right and how can people reach you it's nicole veda n-i-c-o-l-e-v-a-d-a -E -A -A, nicole veda everywhere at nicole veda everywhere okay so you need to go make sure you stream her podcast make sure you follow her on social media i thank you so much for being here i held you so i appreciate you we will get back in touch thank oh, you so definitely much. definitely have a good one you too all right i want to thank miss nicole for stopping through make sure you go and you check her out on all major social media platforms make sure you check out her platform uh her her comedy make sure you check out her youtube make sure you check out her instagram and make sure you check out the podcast uh so dope such a funny podcast she has really great guests on there she's doing the big things she's going places she's amazing in marketing so make sure you reach out and well not you know don't be in her dms weird you know what i mean but make sure you you support that's it that's what i'm that's what i'm looking for make sure you support uh we appreciate we we appreciate listen to me appreciate we appreciate we appreciate you listening we appreciate you tuning in subscribing downloading we love you i hope you guys had an amazing holiday i hope you guys continue to stay safe make sure you go to millennials.us if you are shopping for the holiday season because we are an affiliate uh, of partner of a couple of different companies that are on our website so if you are looking for let's say a gift for somebody who likes books audiobook.com is on our website they're offering 50% off of certain audiobooks so make sure you go on to millennials.us i believe that page is under the about us so make sure you go there um, make sure you also go to shop if you like shoes and you want to buy stuff for people make sure you go to dtlr and shop at dtlr villa make sure you downtown locker room villa make sure you shop there they have a lot of great deals like 60 percent off of certain things 50 percent off of other things like make sure you go and you shop there i think they had some cyber monday deals so make sure you go through our website in order to click on the link so you can shop there get you some discounts off on some shoes and make sure you also click on try the world so make sure you click on try the world it is a subscription service where you can get ingredients from all over the world you can make different things it is so fun so make sure you go there too and you go on our website and click on that link so you can get i think you get a percentage off as well or it's like a buy one no that's what it is you can get a free box so if you subscribe you can get a free box so make sure you go to our website so you can get a free box there and if you would like to come on the podcast platform make sure you reach out to me uh you can just go to our website again millennials.us and you can request to be on under the about us page and you can come on to the platform and or if you want to send me a message directly you can also do that so just go to info at millennials.us and that will also get routed to me um it will get routed to me from a person then a person then it'll get routed to me <laughs> but i will eventually get it so i appreciate you as well so shout out to everybody hope you had a good holiday stay safe out there corona still is out here in these streets we love you we'll be back again